A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Today, I am so excited. We have a company that is celebrating its 50th anniversary in 2022. One of the biggest in the industry. We have Iv Culp and Jeff Veach here from Culp Incorporated. Cannot wait to talk to them. And we're going to hear it all. How they started, how they almost crashed, and how they're accelerating through this year and next stay tuned we're back with it all in 60 seconds driven entrepreneurs listen up it's time to team up with nationwide marketing group north america's most successful network of independent retailers you'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains industry leading digital marketing increased buying power exclusive networking events and of course their awesome learning platform Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Do you want more sales in three easy clicks? Yeah. It starts right now at doorcounts.com. With a completely redesigned user interface, gathering data has never been easier. Click number one, your salespeople connect with the customer as they walk through the door. Click two is the outcome. Click three key performance metrics right there on your phone from anywhere at any time. Now your salespeople can spend their time selling and DoorCounts is going to gather the data you need to make your business better. Start right now at DoorCounts.com. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn. We're mattress and furniture leaders gathered to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Dos tequila! The Galaxy's Greatest Mattress Podcast has liftoff in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to a very special edition of the Dos Marcos Show. We have Jeff Beach and Iv Culp from Culp. And guys, I could not be more excited. Oh yeah, there's also Mark Quinn here, as always. Mr. Quinn, welcome to your show. Well, <laughs> thank you for welcoming me to our show. I know this is going to be a good one. You guys, if Culp, uh, we've been friends with Iv for a long time. Gosh, Iv, maybe since I was 28 years right. old, I'm 53 now. So I don't know what the math is a long time, but, and, uh, and with Kinsley, of course, and, and Jeff is running stuff now, but Iv, for all you listening is the CEO and president of Culp Inc. And, uh, uh, actually one of the, the, obviously the, um, members of the family that started the business and Jeff Veach who is an awesome guy and kind of taking the reins. Now he's going to talk to us about where things are and where they're going, but so much to talk about. Kinsley. That's right. Well, guys, welcome to the show. Why don't you give us a proper intro? We'll start with you. Iv. Iv, tell us about yourself. Uh, we've obviously known each other for, for many years and you've known Quinn many years before me, but tell people about yourself. Who are you and where you came from and about culture? Oh, sure. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate being part of a uh, great podcast, but a special, special treat for us. And, uh, a good way to start the day. So I'm Robert George Culp the Fourth. I go by Iv, so I go by the Roman numeral four. And I was telling Quinn on the front here that it's it's kind of part formal and part redneck. So it works here in North Carolina to have a Roman numeral name. But you know, I, I tell people a lot. I grew up around this business, but I didn't grow up in it. And something that my grandfather and father were it was a good for me to have seen them operate, see the way they did things, but not to. Um, I never worked in the business growing up, so I went on my own way, did a little bit of my own thing, got education, some grad school. When I came to Colt 25 years ago, at least I, at least I looked good on paper. So it's been a great journey, and uh, proud to be part of it. Two great kids, great wife, and um, living life. 
Sounds like a good one. Jeff, Jeff Veach, Vice President, Sales and Marketing with Culp. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, just um, great to be a part of it, too. Thanks, guys, for having us. Uh, it's a real honor. Um, came up through the upholstery kind of ranks and actually started cutting my teeth on selling closeouts and seconds and traveling around and learning that and then converting product to the upholstery side. And then Liv uh, came calling, uh, I guess it's almost uh, 11 years ago now, and uh, so I had this cool opportunity to get into um, Cut and Sew World, which I knew zero about. And uh, I've learned so much building that and uh, it's a great company and support to, to see that. And then now to, to be involved in a, in a higher level of fabric and covers, it's just so much fun. I have uh, three kids and a lovely wife, been married for 20 years, and uh, it's great. Good to be here. And the rumor is that you, uh, hey, kids, you, you snow ski and you mountain bike, but we'll get into that yeah. later. <laughs> You know something you you and I have in common? Yeah, he's a snow skier and mountain biker, so you can take him mountain biking, and I'll go skiing with him. So we, we got it covered. Um, you know, Kinsley, something we have in common with Iv is our love and affection for Party on the Moon and all things that are awesome right. about live performance events. So, Iv, I don't know, if had you had Party on the Moon before had, you came to one of our Legate shows? I had before, yes. And then... But then you were at our Legate show, and I remember you and I and Mike Conero standing there and having many cocktails just kind of on the side and just in awe of the band. And then I went to your place. We had a yeah. fundraiser uh, that Bridget and I came out for, which was so cool. And you had one of the other bands, which was totally crazy. So anyway, uh, we've always loved that group and uh, the, you know, the, the interest in live music. So you've had them at yeah, weddings we have, and all we, kinds of things, We've used them right? several times for things here in High Point and different weddings and uh family events, certainly um, fun. And when you guys were doing it at Leggett back then, I was always trying to make sure I was on an invite list. I was figuring out where you were hosting them next. <laughs> well, I don't know if you got on this invite list. I'm sure you did. Uh, but the last time I saw Party in the Moon, it's very hazy and not for reasons that you would guess. So ju just to reset us real quickly here, we're, we're talking about Culp Inc. And we're going to be talking about where the company is and the history, and this is going to be a fun show, but the reason uh, we all have this shared connection around Party, the, Party on the Moon is because of, the, of this industry, which is really special. But the last time uh, I hired them to do the Legate Party when I was there, uh, I rewrote the words to get hybrid, yes. to modernize them a little bit. And so the whole, the whole gag was the band was going to start playing the song, and then I would come up on stage and the band would fall apart. And I say, no, we got to stop. This needs the words changed. I've got something in mind. Can you play it again? And then I would go into it and do the modern version and, and, and the whole night. So I went to the wrong side of the stage. And I was almost due to be on. I run around to the back of the stage. And the venue had marble floors. It was huge. I slip, crash down on my hip. One of the busboy guys is a saint, came over, picked me up, lugged me over to stage. I walk up on stage just in time. Then I do the whole thing. It goes pretty well, as well as can be expected whenever you've got me up there rapping to a song we wrote years before. I go back down, start dancing with everybody and having fun. Somebody had spilled a drink on those marble floors. I go down like a sack of potatoes, knock myself out temporarily, and somebody picks me up. Uh, dear Sharon Baird from Leggett, she says, you're at a party. Just start dancing. Here are your glasses. <laughs> so Party in the Moon can be a little bit dangerous, guys. 
You, you know, Kinsley, I think uh, it's telling because one of the things I love about Party of the Moon is that they would let me on stage to yes. blow my harmonica with them. And so, really, we were just hiring this very expensive band so that you and I could serve our own indulgences in getting on stage and, and, and playing with Big Papa on the keyboards. Remember that? <laughs> I do. Anyway, indeed. all right, let's get to some business. That's so funny. Kinsley, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad that you're only slightly affected with the head injury. I'm glad that you're, like, back to 90%. That's that's good about medical science. 89-ish, yeah. Um, okay. 89, right, right. You guys, if, let, let's start with you because, my goodness, I mean – the, the story, uh, Jeff was kind enough to send out this, this, this piece called, called Building, uh, Building on Our Legacy and so much fascinating information on it. But can you tell us a little bit about your granddad, Bullet, right? So Bob Culp, um, who was Robert, of course, and you're named after him. But, you know, just a little bit about him. The, the thing that fascinates me, Kinsley, about this guy is he was 55 years old and decides to get out of what he is doing and start his own company. So very late in life to do that with high amounts of risk. So if, tell us a little bit about him, the origination story of Culp, and like, what, what, what did you take away from him uh, you know, as, as a young yeah, professional and, and thank today? Thank you for mentioning that. It's, it is um, a legacy that I'm certainly proud of. And that report that you held up there, we did in honor of my dad, who passed away pretty much exactly three years ago. And that, so that whole report is a tribute to him and the leadership that he took us through. So my grandfather, you know, was working at that time for um, an upholstery converting company. And I think he just started to see uh, some of the stress in the business and, you know, he was just buying and selling and trying to see a better way to deliver to some of our customers. And he just, he was a classic entrepreneur his name, nickname was Bullet because he just moved fast on everything. It was all about speed. And he knew that he could start a business and could, could build something direct to the market. Uh, and so my dad had just started working at that time with Arthur Anderson in consulting role. And I was just being born. And my grandfather called my dad and said, we're starting this company. And, you know, thank goodness my dad said yes to it. And they, they built this thing. And now we're about to turn 50 years old. And, I mean, gosh, we have been through highs and lows, but that entrepreneurial spirit, we've always maintained that, um, that appreciation for just, it can be done. And whatever comes at us, we're viewed that we can change it. I mean, we have been, in our history, we have been, I think, almost the largest textile company in the world. We built that. My, we almost eclipsed $500 million sales. We have been back down through a lot of things that went wrong at a macro level, and we're, we're just trying to build it in a profitable, sustainable way now. So, um, an honor to be part of it and certainly trying to stand on shoulders of greatness before me. Before we move past that, I want to say, and, and Mark probably has something to tag on here too, but I just want to make a comment about your dad and about you um, because I think it's important to say this. I, I think he was one of the best statesmen and, and I think about him and Carl Glassman kind of in the same class because they were, they were number one, they were both very close friends, and, and we were close to Carl on our side being with Leggett. But your dad just had this way, and, and Carl did too, does, but just of when you're with him, he's a great listener, and he's genuinely interested in you as a human being, and you always got that from him. And, I mean, I just remember hanging out with him at the wedding we were at, uh, at, at Continero's, yeah. I think, for his daughter, and just talking about his childhood growing up playing in the – 
air, the the Biltmore Mansion when he was a kid before it ever got turned into what it is today, and hearing him tell stories about the industry. But he's just one of those guys that everybody liked and cared about and would be willing to talk to. And I just I just really appreciate that about him and so grateful that he was inside this industry. Kinsley, I know you had some time with him as well. And I had the same impact. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Mr. Culp, as, as I knew him, was on the board at Leggett. So I got to <laughs> cross paths with him a few times and, and just a genuine smile and not a care in the world, but for that person that was in front of him. And what a, what a good man. Such a good man. What are some of your favorite stories about your yeah, dad? Yeah, what, what I just learned. I mean, we, we just inducted him into the Hall of Fame, Furniture Hall of Fame, just uh, this past market. And so we got to reflect on a lot of this. And that history report was a big part of pulling all that together. And just I think what I remember about my dad is he just business and family were the same. They were the same and they are the same to, to him. And so, you know, we're a public business today. The family is not a substantial shareholder in the business anymore. Uh, we operate on a global scale, but we never, ever lost that focus of family. The culture of family makes a difference here. And he, that was him. I mean, whether it was um, suppliers, customers, uh, employees, people that came in to service the office, janitorial crew, whoever it was, he just had this incredible ability to connect on a one-to-one -one level. And, you know, if I can get part of that from him, then I'm, I'm way down the path. He just was a special person. My grandfather and dad both were. And I, but I'll tell you what's even more impressive than that is as he's passing on leadership, you know, obviously he passed away, which is sad, but he was already moving this leadership trend. We've only had four CEOs in our business. My grandfather, my father, Frank Saxon, who has been transformational for our business, and now me. And what made my dad so, so special is that he saw leadership in Frank, and Frank was the right CEO for the last decade for us to transform our business into a much more stable, financially solid company. And now I feel like I'm the right CEO to take us hopefully back into a growth mode. So we've just been really blessed with leadership that understands people and process and number one, people and just how much it matters in the culture of this company is special. And that, that comes from my grandfather and my dad, no doubt. Jeff, as you stepped into the company 11 years ago, talk about what you noticed about Culp. You know, like Iv just alluded to, it sounds like it was a phase in the company's history where you were getting financially stable. Um, but what did you notice that attracted you to Culp? Yeah, you know, um, and having no Rob, I did, unfortunately didn't know Bullet, but just through all the relationships, but just all the people who had been around, had been a part of the company since almost the start. You know, a lot of people have been here a long time. That says a lot for a company. But the one thing that they all had was that integrity and that spirit of fright. And, you know, they'd been through, they'd persevered. But, you know, Rob always taught you honor your commitments, you know, be it supplier or customer. And, and uh, I just feel like that is the spirit of all the people that have been here for a long time. So when I started, that was something that it was just really important. And uh, and it's, it's fun to see how the, the group that's been here for a long time, Mike Contenero, uh, Larry Coltrane, many of the people that the industry knows, um, how they have taken that and, and passed it on to the, the younger crew. Um, so it's not going to die, you know. 
You know, let's talk about that because Mike Hunter, it's funny. So if, so going back, you, you and I've known each yeah. other 25 years now. So I was 28 when I started, so I did the quick math. Um, but when I got into the business, you, you know, it was Culp, Burlington and Blumenthal. And I was 28. I didn't know much about operating at the level I was now operating at, taking over Sam's Club and Montgomery Ward. Now I was like in charge of buying tech, and I'd never done that before. And Contenero shows up, and, you know, he and I, you know, he, he's that kind of person. You talk about people. He, I know Mike has that same ability to just connect with people. And, you know, he, he's a good – I just talked to him this week, actually. He's still a good friend of mine. Um, but, you know, th that's a consistent thread, and he was a huge part of your growth on the mattress side. There's no doubt. And Jeff's – after talking to Jeff, I'm so excited about where he's taking it going forward. But how talk about, like, you guys have always been able to right. pivot, right? So you started out as a tick distributor and turned into a manufacturer. Then you were domestic supply, and when the, the shit hit the fan, as they say, you moved things off, off offshores and you start producing in other places – then you started, you know, as a domestic supplier, and then you were exporting, right? And then you continue to be able to shift and react quickly, and it has kept you guys alive and thriving. Like, what is it about your culture that has allowed you to do that? Is it Bullet because he was quick to make? Does it, does it even go back that far? How you've been able to navigate yeah, I think, the well, rough water? Just one small correction: we started the company was started by my grandfather. We were an upholstery fabric distributor, and so our first first entree was an right. upholstery fabric. And we had it. We had it going well. Mm. We had built, you know, several acquisitions. We had 16 U.S. facilities. We were just, we had it figured out. Or they did. I was still coming through school and trying to figure life out and probably taking tequila shots. But I, I was uh, coming up the ranks. And my grandfather knew at that time that we needed to get in the mattress fabric business. And so we just did. I don't know why he thought we should. He just did it. And thank goodness, because... About that time, the whole upholstery business, whole furniture business pivoted to China. We lost so much of what we had built and done acquisitions to gain and had to really retrench into a whole different model while moving what we had available over to Asia, which was the number one huge strategy. But right alongside it was getting into the mattress fabric business. And so we've always been blessed to have two oars in the water. They are in similar industry, but completely different business models. So we have one that's a very heavy sourcing model, one that was a very um, just-in-time, high-asset model. And to have both and have them support both and let them grow. And I got to come into the company on that mattress side and then build the business. And with people like Mike and Sandy Brown, I mean, they have built, helped build it to something great. So, you know, over our 50-year history, very rarely have we had both businesses kind of ramping up. One is kind of covered for the other. You know, eventually we're going to figure it out, and I think we're getting close to having both businesses trending the right way. So I, I think it's having strategic decisions, and we certainly have a high pain tolerance. We've, we've been through a lot, and we've survived through a lot. And all the competitors we looked at 30 years ago, you know, we just, we just withstood all of them. And some of the ones left at the end, which can be a good place to be if you can make it through some of that, some of that transformation. So we're doing it again now. We're pivoting more now. We see the market changing in front of us on both sides of the business. We have amazing leaders that see that. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like it's just in our culture. From my grandfather's beginning, it's in, our, it's in our culture to just move and change with, with what we see. What are you uh, referencing when you say the business is 
changing again and you're having to pivot again? What are some of those big changes yeah, and I, underway? And I don't think it means we're having to restructure our business as aggressively as we did then. But what we've learned, and you know, I, I became CEO in January of 2020, just in time for a pandemic. So, I mean, if, if you don't, you know, if you, I've had a lot of luck in my life, but some of it's been bad. And, uh, you know, you just got to navigate through different things. And, you know, because we had a strong financial company, we have no debt, we have high cash balance on the books, we can withstand trouble. But we learned a lot about supply chain. We knew this before, but we've learned now. And we always thought the mattress business was a very high-focused U.S., North American service just in time. But as bed in the box and other things have come on trend and words omni-channel people talk about, we have learned where to – we want to meet customers where they are. So now we're operating in six different countries. We say – I don't know if this is appropriate to say – we say we're agnostic as to who's making mattresses now. If it uses fabric, we have a way to get at them, whether they're in Asia – whether they're North American-based, wherever it is, we have a supply chain that now fits that. So I think for us to think we can do it the old way is, is not possible. Supply chain is strong, but now Jeff is pivoting to a whole new way that we're marketing our company. And I think that's the next step in our, in our transformation is to now, it's just about meeting customers where they are, whether that's in development or whether that's in supply. And I, I think we're ahead of the game. I think we've got real opportunity. Let's get into that, Jeff. How are you focused on marketing the company differently than in the past? What are you doing now? Oh, let's take you off mute. Thanks. One thing that's really beneficial to that, Mark, is having been a customer of our own, of our company. So kind of growing up in the cut and sew and, and cult and being a customer of our own company, you know, I started to recognize that sometimes we're not, we weren't the easiest company to do business with, um, just legacy company sometimes. So start to identify areas of, okay, how do we how do we become easier to do business with? What are the keys to that? And, of course, it starts, I think, on the creative front. Um, we've, we've got a group now that we call our brand experience managers. And on the very front end, these are a talented group of uh, design people that can make it a one-stop shop from fabric to cover through. And it's more of a design services type of mentality. How can we provide solutions on the front end? Uh, and then what's great is, as I've talked about, we have this this large platform that is then scalable. So we're, you know, we love to tout that we're onshore, nearshore, and offshore. So we can kind of through the cycle of a product line, if you think of a bell curve, we've got to kind of help the whole thing. But at the very front end, that team of our brand experience managers is just focused on that and engineering product that is one easy for a customer to come in and align the goals of what they're doing, understanding how it can work through our supply chain and designing and creating product that will be more seamless for the customers so they have a better experience, not only on just the creative side, but they're thinking about it from an engineering aspect and how we control our quality, how it will be scalable, how we manufacture it globally. So, you know, of course, we've got a lot of digital things that we've also added we can talk about. We've, We've uh, the live furnish that we luckily were a part of before COVID hit, and then we saw that and invested in that, and we've got our whole library of pieces there. So what Ives grandfather saw with the speed to market, we've always identified as speed to market's critical. And I think this industry, you know, seen it for the last 10 years, the disruption that's happened with an industry, uh, 
the, the importance of speed to market is, is more now than ever um, when it comes to front end and executing that globally. I think, you know, as before Rick touched on, it was it was always very North American centric with a, a few key people controlling it all. But that diversification now and how you can scale that globally and be from creative through is very important. So I feel like with what we've done from our digital side and then our creative team on the front end is something that we're just hyper focused on every day, how we can improve that uh, down through the process. Yeah. It's always striking to me that you know, the lack of visualization and intention that historically has not gone into the products that we create. And so I think, like you said, uh, being a part of the live furnished platform, uh, you know, being a part of uh, developing these digital tools so people can visualize and, and really just imagine what it should be, map that to your brand, map that to your selling story, make all those things hold hands before you press go on the machines I think is critical. I mean, it's got to be saving people time, money, and uh, making a better product in the end. And it sounds like that's been a big pivot in the business in terms of uh, modernizing. And that really, it sounds like, was crystallized during COVID. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we there's that part of the process. And then there's the, you know, how you execute on it part of the process, too, that we've really thought about and, and changed a lot of things. So we've, you know, we've got a, a very strong PLM system, which helps us intercommunicate amongst our total global network. Um, you know, it's that team and that experience on the front end, understanding how we can develop specifications with customers that, like I said, we can execute on, but then how we can control the quality globally, just things that we think are differentiators uh, in the market and uh, knowing that we're going to honor those commitments uh, that, that we make uh, and execute on that. You know what's, what's important there, Mark, and Jeff, he says it well. I mean, we... We will always want to be fast. I mean, our whole company, from my grandfather's nickname, we want to be quick. And I, I think we can move quick. But you don't have to move fast. You don't have to sacrifice the look, or the visual, or the quality in any way. And that's what Jeff's really, his team's starting to build together. Because we we got to deliver quickly. We get that. But we shouldn't have to sacrifice what we're doing to make it work. And we don't. We don't. And I think having a really robust multi-country venue a platform allows us to service Again, customers where they are, service them quick with what they want. You know, my, my take on what Jeff is talking about, so really, it's not that you're doing something different. I mean, you still design fabric and produce fabric, right? That's what you've done for a long time. But the pivot for you guys, and I'm going to use it for my own experience, right? So working on a speaking co project, it was bringing you guys in earlier than I normally would have because of your brand experience managers and your design team. But I got a hold of you guys early in the process. So together we said, okay, here's, here's the vision for the evolution of what we're doing with Spink. This is what we want it to be. And you were guys were right there from the beginning, a seat at my table in the development cycle, not, okay, we're going to develop the line and then call you guys at the end of it and go, hey, by the way, we need some fabric. These are the colors. Like you were there at the beginning and I really found that to be very, very helpful and inspired by the group that you put together to help me with that. So you, you, the way I look at it, Jeff, is that you've kind of moved away from just selling the stuff to consulting with people in a, in a different way, using live furnish 
which was a really cool technology play for you where you could put the fabrics I was looking at on an actual model of the bed. But then I just shared that with the retailer that we were talking about selling it to. And it was a huge success for us because they were able to envision the aesthetic of the product. So is that kind of how you're seeing it is like, you know, your whole team is now a consultant more so than you have been in the past. No doubt. Customers. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we think about it that way, you know, solutions providers for the whole, and luckily being vertically integrated, we control end to end for fabric to cover a lot of the steps in the process. But yeah, how can we be a solutions provider, a consultant and help them? Um, you know, with the, the old days, you know, we would get together and like you said, we get information, we'd go back, we'd knit samples, you know, you would take it back to the retailer. They may pick 20 things. We have to go back and redo things. You know, the whole digital transformation now, you know, we, we have it to you within hours. They know what they want. We scale it down, and it just it just expedites everything so much. The, the digital side is, has been a really big part of, of transformation for us and where we're headed. If whenever you think back of, of taking over um, a CEO in January of 2020, Months later, it turned into a very difficult time for the, for the company. But if you were to look back at the, the very first months when you took over this new role, what were your top priorities at that time? And then did those evolve? Or have you had to revisit those now that we're kind of getting on the other side of this major period of disruption? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And I, at that time, I mean... First of all, I was honored to do it. I mean, I'd been with the company already 20 years, so it wasn't, and I was chief operating officer at the time. It wasn't a major, you know, it wasn't a transformational mind shift for me. I kind of had a vision for what I was thinking. And the main thing is I just see now we have two strong businesses, upholstery and mattress fabric, both doing cut and sew covers and kits. And I, I think we're less differentiated by brand like we used to be, and there's so much coming together, whether it be a marketing story or visuals, and now that we're cutting and sewing more products, we don't have to be a mattress fabric and upholstery fabric. We just make fabrics that go somewhere in the furniture industry. And so I was already trying to get this company that had been intentionally separated into two businesses more together. Um, and when, when the COVID pandemic struck, I'll never forget one of our board members, our lead director at the time, said, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I'm like, you know, that's a... That's a funny way of talking about this, but in a lot of ways, it's been great looking back. And we're not through it. I'm not trying to say we're finished. we got a lot to do. We've had plenty of stumbles, and we haven't been perfect, and we never will be. But our company's gotten stronger, and my leadership was able to get stronger because I had access to my team through some pretty tough times. So if you can weather situations like this, uh, I think it just builds, and I think it fast-tracked my, my leadership. Now, i got a lot to prove and a lot to do, and... God willing, a long career, but certainly, um, you know, I, I do look back and think that I was, you know, some ways kind of lucky to have some, some tough things to navigate early. Yeah, makes total sense. Jeff, what, what is it that you see, you know, like current state of things now, like, is there an understanding of Culp from, do you think the industry, like, maybe a misconception, like what would you most like for people to know about Culp and who you are now and kind of where you're going? What do you think is most important for them to hear? Get you off a of mute there, bud. Um, thanks. <laughs> there you go. Um, really 
just how we're focused on innovation and technology uh, moving forward. Um, and as if pointed out, we're you know, bringing two companies kind of together. It's interesting, a lot of the innovation and technology in the upholstery side, different things are also very important for our side uh, in the mattress world. So we're coming together much more as two units now, and the teams are together more challenging each other on different innovations and technologies, you know, sustainability, performance, wellness, all, all the things that, you know, are important there. And so, and then how do we, how do we have the marketplace understand that we are leading in that area and challenging ourselves and then we can execute on it, you know, um, with good quality and efficiency to good price. So um, those are the things I think that are really key for me um, is that, you know, how we're coming together and, and really pushing ourselves in innovation and technology. You guys, one of the things that I know we share is making this industry a place that attracts bright young minds and innovative, talented people, smart people. And so whenever you think about taking people into the halls of Culp Inc., and maybe they're there for a job interview, or maybe it's somebody that doesn't know much about the company and they're considering a career change. And they're young and fresh and bright and innovative, and they've got lots of energy. Why Culp? Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, and, and we, are, we are doing that right now. So the, the young talent in this company, um, younger than me and you, Mark, for sure, <laughs> is, is leading us into really different ways. And what we're doing, we're empowering people to make a difference. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't be more proud of our legacy, and we touched them on it today. But I'm so much more excited about the future and the people that are going to lead it. And I just think young people, when they come in this business, it's more exciting. It's transforming digitally. It's got global outreach. Uh, it's fashion. It's health. I mean, these are things young people want to be in, and we, we touch on all this. So to have them see that ability to get access to all these kind of markets and to see their products actually end up on a retail or a website somewhere, I, I t makes a difference. And we're doing a better job letting them see that now. When you get some cool new digs in Congdon Yard, Jeff took me on a video tour of that place. Kinsley, we got to get one of these. Their office overlooks the baseball field there in Congdon Yard in the design space and just how they have it laid out. It is absolutely first class. Jeff, what impact has that had on your own people and then even customers when you bring them in? to ideate around some of the issues yeah, that they're having. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's, it's been so powerful and strong to have everything kind of in one place. You know, the, the spirit of it was, one, you know, it was, it's, it's got a place where customers can come and, and interact, and we've got all the digital technologies there so that we can, we can execute on it. It's having all of our product from upholstery and mattress in one place. But the, the, the real spirit behind it is we have our creative teams and our innovation teams and our engineering teams coming together there from both sides regularly and challenging each other and talking about things and, and working through what we can do and what they learn on their side through different supply chains and what we can do and bring them to our side. So that's powerful, but from a customer standpoint, the ease of being able to come in and have a meeting and do it digitally and they see it, you know, and they get to feel it and then, and then they get you know, when you talk speed to market, they're actually living it so um, and executing on it. So it's, it's great. And then from a talent standpoint, as you talked about, you know, textile industry was, uh, 
you know, probably not in vogue for many young people for many years. So how do we create a space where it brings the most talented people together and they want to be there interacting and, and we've got that. So that's fun. And Ib and I were part of this great Friday. We had an intern that's been with us and she got to present to us last Friday. And it's just, you know, she's going back now to the college and telling the people, wow, you can make an impact in this industry. You know, like so many of them think that when it's fashion and it needs to be in New York, but there's, there's a lot of really great impact that can happen quickly through this industry. So having that in the space and, and attracting young people, is, it's really cool to see and a lot of fun to be a part of, for sure. Guys, whenever you look at the the young talent, the innovation in the industry and how that swirls and bakes together, what are some of the innovations that have uh, originated, have been birthed from Culp that, that maybe are new? Or, you know, I know sometimes these things can be incremental once you start serving large customers and things of that nature. And the industry has been hyper-focused on cooling stories over the years. What are some of the, the innovations that uh, may have not gotten the pomp and circumstance they deserve because of all of uh, all of the uh, the noise that's happened over the past year or so. Yeah, I, I do think um, I do think in this Congdon Yard facility we call it an innovation campus, and it is intentionally only innovative people. There aren't um, there aren't human resource people there. There aren't financial people there. Um, it's an innovation story place. And I think just getting that dialogue going together, we've spurned on the upholstery side, we have an amazing business that's moving with sustainability with our Lift Smart Evolve product line, where it's, you know, just an incredible recycled water bottle story that's growing just incredible growth rates that I think is moving some opportunities for us into the mattress side. Uh, we are seeing opportunities with outdoor products that wasn't there before. Uh, and Jeff, I'll let you talk some maybe on what you're seeing on the mattress part that's where you see we may be going. I don't want to steal any of your thunder. No, that's great. Uh, no, I mean, you know, obviously cooling very important. Lots of things coming out of the, what we're meeting there. But sustainability overall is, is a big, you know, underlying uh, technology. It's just I hope my goal is, is maybe that just becomes kind of the, the threshold, if you will. Um, and we're pushing that more. We've got a lot of things that we've done with recycled stories um, that are becoming – more and more commonplace now and how we integrate that through different cooling technologies and things that might be a wellness, uh, you know, for the market through COVID, just integrating things together to where the consumer gets a, a, a better product and a better night's sleep from it. So, I think we're very aware of our product being, you know, we're all, we, we service primarily mattress products, a little bit of top of bed, but more on the mattress. So we're aware that our items are, you know, it takes a system approach with sheets and blankets and pillows and all of this. But there's a lot of a lot of really neat ideas in the hopper, and we just got to figure out which ones make sense to get out to the to the mattress trade. But you know, no secrets to be given today. But there's some neat things Jeff's got under yeah. his hat. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. You know, we've got uh, um, we've got ISPA coming up. We got yeah. Vegas Market coming up, right? And so any bit of a tease, uh, Jeff, on what we might be seeing at ISPA this yeah, year? Yeah, there's a, a number of things that we're working on there, um, some really cool sustainable things that you'll be seeing, um, some some new cooling features that we'll have and benefits that we'll have there, and some other things that we're looking at with Wovens that could be game changers, uh, being woven product that uh, can be game changers. And then, of course, our 
you know, showing more of the live furnish and the improvements that we've made there too will be some some big things that we'll be highlighting for us. But so just a few teasers. All right. Well, we're gonna have to take people inside the Culp Inc. space. Uh, Quinn and I are gonna be at ISPA. Uh, roaming the halls on the hunt for innovation and you guys are going to be my first stop and looking forward to that uh you know because hey look whenever you <laughs> line up a bunch of cupcakes i, I want to eat the one that looks beautiful and i know that cult makes some really beautiful products and not only do they look great they uh those cupcakes taste good meaning they feel really good as well and so as a as a customer myself of Culp. Uh, I've been incredibly impressed working with your teams. Uh, Amber has done a great job uh, with us. And, and I tell you, you know, I get to work with a lot of different suppliers. And whenever I came into your, your Trinity facility and I was able to go through the presentation and have somebody there in, in a way that I felt like, okay, this part's new for me. How do I distill it down into something meaningful and make sure that maps to my brand, Englander? And how do I, you know, ensure that you don't have too many things that compete, but you want a step-up store, you want differentiation, you want new features, you want uh, an, an elevated step-up story when you get to phase change and PCM and some of these uh, other stories that you can put in the cover. So how do you do that in a way that's coherent so it doesn't look mishmash? And you guys helped us do that. And, and I'm really thankful for that. And, and we've got some incredible cult products that we source as part of Englander's national line. And so as a customer, I just want to say to you as leadership, your teams do a great job. And so I know that that family mentality that you bring uh, cascades all the way down to people treating, you know, us like family. Thank you. That's great. No doubt. Speaking of your team, I would like to make a mention. So these are some of the people I've just worked with recently. So Philip, Holly, Christina Pendant, Sandy Brown, your president, just love her and have had some great conversations with her and Jeff. Super uh, smart, great strategic thinker, Jillian. Chuck Fowler, uh, he calls on us at Sherwood and with Spink. And I've known Chuck for as long as I've known you, Ev. He was uh, right involved with Continero back in the day. Love that guy. And Continero, who is still a good friend and I think has uh, been such a huge part of of the Colt family I know. Adrian Johnston, who is one of those young, bright people that – uh, I've worked with anyway, just a, a couple of names I thought I would throw out great, great members of the cult family and the team and uh, grateful to all of them for all the things they've done. But anyway, to, to just wrap this up from my perspective, you guys, I think that, um, you know, for a company as big as you are um, and during tumultuous times that we've been in and, you know, if you losing your dad and then the COVID thing and the, and the waves mm -hmm. just keep coming and keep coming but you know your the company's ability and your personal ability to overcome that and to to drive forward is really impressive. Not not a lot of big companies uh, are able to do it. I think the evidence is the guys that were around when I was first, you know, aware of the the fabric business. They're no longer around, and so just hats off to you guys. And and I love here you are again, uh, doing it your way and changing and moving forward and valuing the right things. Kinsley, any takeaways for you before we bail out? I here? think it's a great capture. I always like to ask this guys, what did we miss? What did we not ask you that you want people to know? Well, I, I was, I was laughing and internally a little bit when you were reading off that list of names, Mark, and uh, you know, 
business gets a lot easier if you've got a lot of talent within your ranks. So thank you for mentioning um, all of those. That, that definitely makes a big difference. But I just think that you're going to see from Cole, uh, even though we've got a history and people know what to expect from us, and I think we've earned a reputation of being a solid supplier, I just think the best is yet to come. So the proof will be in the pudding there. Uh, we've got work to do. Uh, there's not one thing, uh, Kinsley, that I could tell you is to put my finger on it. Um, but you, you're going to see some pretty neat things from Colp in the next uh, next decade. We're excited about where we're going. I think we've got a great opportunity on both sides of our business. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. And uh, if people want to check out more about Colp, where should they go? How do they get connected? Yeah, you can go to our main website, colp.com. Uh, they can also email me, uh, at jcveach, V-E-A-C-H at cult.com, uh, or yeah, cult.com. Um, and love to get connected with, with people and start providing, uh, solutions, helping them on their path. Yeah. Well, as always, you can reach out to us. We'll give you concierge entree into the fine folks at Culp. Uh, you can text us on our podium number. Uh, you can reach out at fam.news. And of course, we're happy to get you connected. And, and guys, we'll, we'll look forward to telling your story uh, at ISPA. You know, we'll see some of the new products, some of the new innovations. And as you roll out anything uh, that is worth mentioning, uh, we'll have it on the fam. And, and look, you know, we uh, very much align in that way that we have a family. <laughs> Literally, our media property is called the fam. And we love telling stories of family businesses and people that treat uh, their employees and their environments and their industries like family. So, guys, it's been uh, an honor and a pleasure, and uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And uh, keep those wheels turning. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. it very much. Yeah, thank you both. See you later. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night yeah. Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid you want somebody to get in your vicinity you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity foam alone out of five maybe one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more
back Springs keep it poppin', phone keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get high What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We, we got, got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive Magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.